Welcome to a, hmm, how do I put this, a hybrid episode of the C2C podcast. As always, I am Austin. And this is Colin. I um, Yeah, I, I don't know how else to put it, Colin. This this is a hybrid episode. So, so Campus Life was supposed to come out on Monday. I was still away from the holiday, so we did not record. Um, so we figured we could kind of do a joint Campus Life Canton Bound and that Felix would get off our backs once we did that. That's the hope. So we'll see well, if he signs off tomorrow morning. The only problem with that is he's going to be upset about this topic because it's something he's wanted to cover for a while. And now we're doing it on our own. Well, Which I'm just great hoping topic. that he doesn't like pop pop in here as people just think is hilarious now um we gave way too many people access to our Streamyard account let's just it's, be yeah let's yeah. just call it the, what it is the inmates are running the asylum it's terrible um yeah so we we're doing a, a kind of a joint episode tonight guys we're going to do cornerstone rankings our top 50s going into the off season here because uh, you know the nfl season's almost over here it's, it's championship week uh and college season's obviously over uh, we did not, and we'll talk a little more about that later, but that that's what the large majority of tonight's episode is going to be. And honestly, I think we like the idea so much that we're kind of exploring maybe doing something at, at, at Campus to Canton about, about some cornerstone rankings moving forward. There's, is that There's rumors flying around. Th- there are, yeah. Um, more than 50. More than 50 is the rumor. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah, we yeah. We're, we'll give you a little taste uh, of what we think are the top fifty players between college and the NFL here, um, and, and we'll have some discussion on that. Um, how, you have a good holiday, Colin. I mean, you, did you travel or anything? I know. I mean, you're you're engaged now, so you you know you mm. have to do all the, the the two family stuff, huh? Yeah. Uh, fortunately, we're pretty like the way that her family does. Um, holidays and the way that my family does holidays like it it jives pretty well together um her family has always been more christmas eve focused she said they, you know they christmas eve was always their big thing um they, you know and then christmas day was a little bit more relaxed so and then my family was always christmas day and we didn't really do too much christmas eve so it works pretty well uh, both got the same you know that this both get to stick with their normal holidays and it works well for us um you know we are you know every family is you know it's expanding a little bit here you know her siblings have significant others my uh i thought this was a baby announcement the way you phrased that no 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 (laughs) (laughs) no we got to get through the wedding first um but you know my uh, you know there's there's additions on my side as well not me um but so, so you know it's always like moving parts and everything like that but uh, Friday, her siblings came over. Um, we hung out. They got you know their sibling time, everything like that. And then Saturday, uh, we went over to her family's. Sunday, we went to my family's, and then Monday, we also went. We went back to my family, um, so we could see my brother uh, and his girlfriend and uh, the the whole family there. So uh, we went to. We we were traveling every single day. Um, Friday, do, we I, didn't travel, but they came to us. So we were hosting. So still. I do want the record to reflect that I asked, how is your holiday? Not, could you give me your entire travel and itinerary for the holiday? So That's a fair point. you really went a little further with that question. It was I, very know, busy, call, busy, ba- basic, basic. Let me, let me, let me teach you a little something here, Colin. Basic small talk etiquette. When somebody asks you how your holiday was, you say it was good. And that's, that's, you know, maybe if they probe for a little more, I just, you, you can take that information now because you're going to be in the office again here after the holiday. You you can take what I just told you there and use it in real life. You, you're I'm welcome. A, a, that is my gift to you this holiday season. I'm a classic oversharer. So <laughs> also very verbose. So hadn't noticed yeah. either of those things. Had not noticed. Um, mine How was good too. Thanks holiday? for asking. Oh, okay. oh. <laughs> we beat you to it there. Uh, mine was good. Mine was good. We traveled. We ate, you know. Gifts, all that good stuff. Yeah. So, okay, yes. What's your that was the appropriate answer? That was an now. I'm gift. now I'm probing. Now I'm probing. What'd you ask me? What was your favorite gift? My favorite gift. So, uh, I got a lot of really good gifts. I got a lot of stuff. I've been biking a lot more recently, so I got a lot of stuff around my bike. But I think the best gift I got, my wife got 
me a new like office chair because I work from home 98% of the time and I, I you know I do all my podcasting and stuff. So um, she got me that. So I was uh, pretty happy about that. So I haven't, I haven't put it together yet. We just got home yesterday from our travels, but uh, it, it will be up soon. Nice. Yeah. 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 Do you get a new um, um, robe or anything? No, no new robe. This is uh, old reliable. I'm going to wear this one probably until I die. Probably be buried. You're going to be buried. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Probably. Um, no, I, <laughs> I, uh, I got a new, a new desk. Cause I like you work from home mostly. I do go into the office um, two days a week, but this week completely from home. So I got to build the desk this week, put everything together, um, which the pieces were labeled like a cold war cipher. Um, there were different screws in there, and the one was Q3-M4 star 14 and Q3-M4 star 16. I got all the way done, all the way to step, uh, I got to step 22 or 25, realized I used the wrong screw at one of the parts and didn't have the right next one that I needed, and so I had to go all the way back to like step six and rebuild it. So it took way longer than I needed to, but the desk is fantastic, standing desk. Uh, electric it's it's nice very very nice wood as well so if she really loved you she would have put it together herself just remember that well she actually didn't get it for me it was a joint gift from my brother oh. and my mom oh nice okay okay never mind then never mind yeah she got me a number of other things that were very nice as well <laughs> that i'm not going to share okay i like that <laughs> uh all right colin so uh i do have well, so just uh, Early signing day, we have not really broken that down on the show yet, and we are not unaware of that fact. We are going to be talking about it, but we didn't want to talk about it today. We're going to cover that next week on next week's Campus Life, actually. That'll be pretty much the entire show because uh, a lot happened. If you guys are looking for any information on that, we've done a ton of videos on the YouTube channel. You can go check out. You can search by player uh, and see our early thoughts on that player before they step foot on campus, kind of you know depth chart, what their strengths and weaknesses are, and where we kind of have them uh, figuring into things right now. Um, we did also do a 10-hour uh, early signing day all-day stream that we covered all the news as it came in live. So if you're looking for more of that kind of information, then that is also on YouTube. It was supposed to be one 10-hour episode. And let me tell you, we had a little bit of an issue, a uh, technological issue, um, mm -hmm. and somebody accidentally ended the stream right know. around the halfway point, actually. So it kind of kind of worked out at least that way. So it's in two pieces, but it is. I don't, I don't know how that would possibly happened. Um I'm certainly not was not names. certainly was not somebody joining the show over their lunch break on their phone. Um, that would not have happened. I wasn't even going to say anything. <laughs> Sounds like somebody here has a guilty conscience. But again, I don't really know. <laughs> Based on my tweet. Yes, I have a guilty <laughs> conscience. <laughs> uh, all right so uh, this podcast is part of the fantasy points media group guys along with a ton of other great podcasts you can find them all in one place at fantasy points live or check out the weekly friday drop that recaps the week in the fantasy points media group promo code campus 22 get you 10 percent off i believe that actually that promo code is going to roll over here so uh it's spoiler i'm pretty sure it's going to be campus 23 <laughs> going off last year's the 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 theme from last year to this year but we'll get back to fantasy you on points one. who's listening to this uh very sorry that austin just gave away the the trade secret there um uh, we we will have a long conversation after this. Yeah, they'll they'll, they'll summon me to headquarters. Um, so, uh, you're in review, real quick, Colin. Before we do the um, cornerstone discussion, it is the end of the year, and it is always a nice time to reflect back on the year. Um, we're not going to do like our hits and misses and all that stuff. Uh, Mike and we Corey did a little did a bit episode. of that too. What? We did a little bit of that. We did already a little bit of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, and Corey and Mike did some nice ones on uh, Back to Debbie this week. If you want to listen uh, to some of that kind of year in review stuff, and I believe they did a little bit on Chasing the Natty as well. A couple weeks ago, they did like right at the end of the college season. So it would have been a few episodes back at this point. But what I do just want to reflect on real quick, and this is, you know, I I have my I, I had to stretch before the show here. We there will be a lot of padding on the back. Just want to talk about some of the things that Campus to Canton did this year things that you can look forward to uh, again next year, obviously. Um, I did put out a tweet today asking if there's things you, that you guys want to see in 2023. So uh, hop on there and let us know or, or DM us in the Discord or or email us at campus or any 
a uh, number of ways that you guys get in contact with us. If you have a something you want us to, to think about adding or to improve something else, we certainly are open. Uh, we've only been doing this for about 20 months now. So we, uh, we are far from uh, business experts. <laughs> I think uh, we are certainly learning quickly. Some of the things we did this year at C2C, Colin, I don't know if you even knew all these. Uh, we added full Debbie and CFF teams. You know that, Colin? Mm -hmm. I did. We did not have mm -hmm. that last year. Uh, nope. For anybody that is a newer member of the site or, or has poked around on there recently, those things were not there last year. We added those completely, a Debbie section and a CFF section. And we ha we added uh, multiple uh, writers, podcasters, uh, contributors uh, in both of those areas. Um, so that was exciting. Uh, we actually also added a full recruiting section on the website. That one was a little more recent there as, as the season started. Um, David and, and Matt do a great job over team. there. The official, we've got tons of rankings over there. We've got an, we've got a tool, and I think there are probably more coming in the future. Not to promise anything specific, but I know there are a lot of things being worked on behind the scenes there. We also, of course, did our first ever freshman slash supplemental guide uh, with those folks. And actually, this this coming year will be the first year that we have David and Matt for the full time. So mm -hmm. I'm really looking forward to buckling in on that we have started preparation on that already it comes out i believe target date is march 1st but we did the first one this past year um and, and i think it was a pretty uh successful venture we added three new tools to the website correct me if i'm wrong i don't believe there were more than that but we added a player prop tool which we've talked about recently uh actually i think there, we added four i think the rush yards over expected was added this year yeah. too um pro player prop tool the rush yards over expected where it charts out of players rush yards over expected over the course of their career, you can try four players on there. Uh, Jared created the draft probability tool along with Jarek, and they launched that where it tells you it, it takes our ADP data and then tells you how likely it is that a player is going to be there at your next selection. A lot of fun to use that during draft season. And then big wide receiver guy, uh, his athletic comparison tool uh, that we use for recruits, which is really, really cool. So go check that out. Mm -hmm. We added it's more than just recruits, though. I highlighted that is. pretty heavily on our on our Thursday show last week. Uh, with some athletic comparisons. So it's a, it's an extensive base that goes all the way back to Bo Jackson. Yes. Is Gail Sayers in there too, I think? Because isn't be. Deuce Vaughn's athletic comp like Gail Sayers? That might just be his his production comp or something. Yeah, it might be. might be. Um, I have to look at that. But yeah, it goes back, it, it goes back far. as far as far as we can find the athletic information for guys. Yeah. Uh, new pods on the campus to Canton Station. Some of them were seasonal. Uh, part year only, but uh, Noah Hills, his year of heart hero RB show. Uh, he did that all summer, uh, 18 different episodes, I think. Uh, back to the Debbie, Mike and Corey every Wednesday here. Uh, they launched that here this year. Chasing the Natty, hosted by Jared and uh, a slew of different guests throughout the week. Nate Marquise and Chris Moxley, chief among them. The official, which is also on our YouTube channel with Alfred, Matt and David that focuses on recruiting. The future freshman pod, which should be making a comeback here. Uh, in the new year, that's with Brandon Sanders, and he goes into more of a CFF look at the freshman class. And then Bet on C2C, which was, again, Brandon, and then Ethan Sowers, Chris K, uh, throughout uh, the season, hitting weekly DFS prize picks type stuff. So um, hopefully we have all those again at different times. Last year, we also did have Dwight's daily draft pod which i believe will be back as well where he has a different guest mm -hmm. on every single episode they cover a different player on the lead up to the draft it's extremely the daily draft report is extremely extremely extensive you can find virtually any player that you think is important in the draft in there a lot of different guests no repeats um so so really good stuff there uh from offense and defense well. players yes 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 both sides of the ball although i think it does tend to lean yeah. more offensive Yes. Uh, we did, as I mentioned earlier, that early signing day stream, which I think was a pretty good success at a rotation of different and us on there. We actually also had Avery Johnson, incoming Kansas State quarterback, join us for that. And that was a lot of fun. Three guides this year, Colin, that freshman supplemental guide. We also did a CFF guide and a Debbie guide. Uh, we decided on that Debbie one very last minute. I think it turned out uh, pretty well. Over 900 yeah. total pages of guides, guys. We're talking some Harry Potter book shit out here. <laughs> so that is what we wrote. And believe it or not, this year's probably will be more pages. I, I yes. know for a fact that the, the freshman supplemental guide will be more pages. So um, I would assume the other ones will be at least comparable, if not bigger. So you can expect the same thing. Those actually, 
again, not to like be patting yourself on the back too much. So those, the, if you are a yearly scholarship member, you're going to get to choose one of those guides with your membership in the coming year. Uh, if you're a yeah. yearly scholarship membership, if you're a yearly NIL member, you get all three of them. Then they obviously are available for purchase as well. I know we already have some pre-orders up on the site. Uh, and then we actually had a really nice time at the expo. We had over a third of this crew that gathered there. We got to do a nice dinner together, um, do a little bit of drinking, a little bit of hanging out, getting to know each other a little bit more. Um, I, I know that I love Barnabas now. I know that, I, you know, Mike is okay. Um, so <laughs> I never would have known that if we hadn't all gotten together that weekend. So no, no, uh, everyone was was a joy to, to hang out with. Uh, and uh, uh, hopefully we could do that again. But yeah, I mean, that's and that's not even everything. That's just... Uh, a, a list of some of the things that we added this year. Yeah, I mean, overall, it was a, a huge year for us. I mean, I think there's a lot of things on here that people might not have necessarily realized, like Chasing the Natty uh, being uh, one of the podcasts on our feed, new in 2022. Uh, but that was a staple of the show. You know, during the season, two episodes a week, yeah, it, it was uh, Jared and, uh, and Nate Marquise um, and and Brandon Sanders and and all those guys um, seem like they've been with us f for forever, but it's barely been a year, not even quite a year yet. So, uh, I, I you know a lot of this stuff on here is, is it's really cool to see how far we've come. Um, yes, said, a lot of patting us on the back here, but I promise we're we're done. And I will say we uh, we did add some other IDP stuff as well, which was a lot mm -hmm. of fun. Actually, yes. I, straight up, one of that the uh, um, Justice's tool won me a league. So, um, yeah, I, I think really good stuff there. And I think we're yeah, that's me. an area that we're looking to expand into more in the future. Um, yeah. So, I mean, we have we just had a meeting, guys. We have we have a meeting every week. We we have a lot of stuff planned for next year. So, I think twenty twenty three is going to be the year of C2C. But speaking of 2022, Colin, I just wanted to ask you before we hit these cornerstone rankings for your favorite storyline of 2022. We had so many good ones this year. This was a really crazy year with all the new NIL stuff and the transfer portal really opening up for the first time uh, and how those things kind of worked in conjunction with each other. Uh, we had all sorts of different upsets early in the season, if you remember that. Um, just, just a crazy, crazy year overall. What conference was your favorite storyline? Conference realignment? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that that's going to be a bit. We don't even know how big of a deal that's going to be yet. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, just just a really, really, really uh, big year overall. What was your favorite storyline here this year, Colin? Yeah, I mean, I think so. This is a storyline that we've we've definitely talked about a, a lot before. Um, but I think the myth of the QB three this year is was one of my favorite storylines. Just watching uh, the mental gymnastics that occurred where anytime somebody had a good performance, uh, you know, DJU, when he had a good stretch there, he was being talked about as, oh, he, there he's, he's back. He's a QB3 in this class. Will Levis has his fans and stands the whole time. Anthony Richardson, same thing. Fans and stands there. Started off the year a little rocky, picked it back up lately. Um, Bo Nix having a huge year this year. Uh, seemingly, I don't want to say seemingly out of nowhere, but we're kind of unexpected to have that big of a year. You know, there are people talking about him possibly as a QB3. Michael Penix, also huge year. People talked about him in that conversation. Max Dugan was in the uh, in the Heisman ceremony. He's declaring, you know, so so many other quarterbacks just entering and exiting this conversation. And you know what? There is no QB3. It's a myth. Like I said, it's, it's, it's okay um, that there's only two in this class. I mean, looking at last year's class, there was only one. You know, we're now seeing why Malik Willis went in the third round. He just got benched for somebody that they signed off of the practice squad for Josh Dobbs. Desmond Ritter look, does not look good. <laughs> the past two games, we're starting to see why he was a third round pick. The Cardinal, uh, the Carolina Panthers have paraded in like three different quarterbacks all year this year. Matt Corral has not even sniffed the field. So he was injured. He's injured. Is he injured? Yes. Okay. Okay. I was not aware of that, but still not overly promising. Um, so we only had one QB last year. We only have two this year and that's okay. Well, that I'm in, uh, it's interesting that that is your favorite storyline of 2023, but it was one that kept on giving. So mm -hmm. um, I, I can see why that was, you know, what my, my favorite. So for, I mean, you know how big of a hater I am, Colin. Like, yes. Mm -hmm. How, how much, what percentage jobs. of my life do you think is spent oh. hating? Over 
Oh, yeah, yeah. I was going to put it like 75. I was debating between like 70, 75. This is this is Silky Johnson over here. Yes, I really hate, 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 hate. Yes. Um, of the year. So I'm sure you guys can all guess what my favorite storyline is from this year. It's Texas A&M's meltdown. That's my favorite thing that happened this year. I, I hate what Texas A&M has been doing there. I do not particularly appreciate Jimbo Fisher for what he is as a coach. Um, I thought it was the great uh, poop icing on the poop cake uh, that started <laughs> off when he got into a a, a, a verbal sparring with, with Nick Saban, and, and he ended up really just not not coming out too well on the other side of that one, old Jimbo. Um, now, I mean, Jimbo's going to go home and cry into a bunch of cash, um, which is what makes this even 10 times sweeter because they can't get rid of him either. 24 players in the portal haven't brought in anybody officially yet. The recruiting class was not as great as they thought they would be. They started off the year sixth in the AP preseason poll. Where were they ranked at the end of the year, Colin? I can't remember. It was not good. Yeah, it was pretty they... low. Did they did they make a bowl game? Uh, no. Yeah, I, was gonna say, I no. don't think so. No, they weren't ranked, and they didn't make a bowl game. Um, one of the worst seasons I can remember – in uh, recent college football uh, memory, uh, quite frankly, good riddance. Um, and uh, hopefully that thing falls apart rather quickly. I do not care for an institution. All right. Cornerstone rankings, Colin. We're going to get into the good stuff here. So basically all we did here, guys, is we each inputted our top 50 players across college and the NFL. We ranked them one through 50. Now, we have a couple of different guys. I know, Colin, you went a little longer than 50, and actually a couple of the guys that you put in there were guys that I considered putting in mind. So, like, I, like they they were the guys that were on the fringe for me, too. Yeah, I went um, a little bit deeper I just just on the list just because I was really weighing those last couple spots there. So um, that was why I, I think there's, like, 55 on my list here. But we'll, we'll cut it off at 50 for, for mine. Now, I, I do want to say that I, I I know my list is not perfect. And as I've been looking at it more and more here today, like there's Mine definitely some perfect. guys that I, I I would rearrange. You said yours is 100% perfect? Yes. Mm-hmm. Good. Okay. Um, but, I mean, I think it's a pretty good approximation of where at least we're in the ballpark of value um, mm-hmm. that we're going on right now. So, first off, our, it's super flex. It's tight end premium. It's PPR. I mean, those are really the constraints. Everything else is, you know, whatever. And these are C2C rankings. So they're also is being is factoring in, you know, how much is this guy going to score next year? I don't think either of us have a guy that's just a CFF producer in ours. Uh, they're all no. guys that with legitimate high end Debbie value. But I think, you know, that also is a consideration. How many points are they going to score for me next year? Our first two players, Colin, I think the folks, can, folks at home can guess. So I'm going to let I'm going to give a slight pause here. I want the person who's listening to this to to think of our top two players. Okay. All right. I hope you have them in your head. Number one, Patrick Mahomes, consensus between the two of us. Number two, consensus between us, Josh Allen. The same. Same exact thing. Yeah. I think it's self-explanatory. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. think we need to really dive that far into it. Quarterbacks that are like entering their prime, like that, like they're still very, very young. They still have a lot of years left. They're attached to to coaches that we believe in, to on, on rosters that we believe in. Um and so it, it just seems like a no-brainer, like the longevity, the the uh, ability they've already shown. Yeah, and you and I are both bigger Patrick Mahomes guys. Um, than, you know, we both have Mahomes one and Allen two, but it's really splitting hairs. If you have Allen one and Mahomes two, like that's fine. Yeah. Both of them, just top tier. Like, is there a, is there a tier lower than zero? Because I know we talk, talk tier zero is like your top, top, top tier Diamond guys. tier. Oh. There it is, diamond tier. Um, I call it God tier <laughs> in mine. Um, yes, they, they both uh, fit squarely in that. We have some differences here in the next few picks, and this is actually really, really interesting. Colin, you have Jalen Hurts at three. Mm-hmm. And this feels like a big overreaction to me, so I need to hear a little more about this. Yeah, so this is def- maybe this is a bit of an overcorrection for me, but I will say that I was very wrong about Jalen Hurts. Um, I think that he, coming out, I don't think my assessment of him was 
all that often that he needed a lot of work as a passer. But he put that work in. Um, he's still not a great passer. The system does help him out for sure. And so do the weapons that he has now with A.J. Brown and um, Devonta Smith, Dallas Goddard. Like they have some weapons around him now, and that's definitely helping him. But strictly from a fantasy perspective, I mean, he's he's having a phenomenal year. Again, he's a QB one this year in, in a points per game basis. Um, you know, last year he was a top five QB. I think he was top three, but he was definitely top five. Um, so this is just a guy that with his legs is always going to be up there for fantasy purposes. He has a very high ceiling. And I think I feel a lot better about his job security this year than I did going into the year. Uh, you know, like going into the year where everybody's like, oh, the Eagles have, you know, a couple first round picks here. So uh, over the next couple years, so are they going to use one? Are they going to move up, go get a quarterback? I think, I don't think, I don't think they're going to do that. Um, you know, I, I think that this is a team that I think they believe they have their franchise quarterback. And as long as he is the franchise quarterback there, it is a guy who's going to be starting every single week. He's going to be a guy that's going to be in QB one contention for you every single week, every single year. And he's, he's still pretty young. My only concern with him now is that I still don't think his arm strength is very good. Like if you want to talk about physical limitations, I know he's, he's, he's probably, probably definitely. Yes. The best, the best rushing quarterback in the NFL right now from like an effectiveness standpoint as a rusher. Um, if you're talking strictly from an effectiveness standpoint, yeah, maybe, but I think Lamar Jackson is still just better, pure rusher. So, I mean, I, he, but he vultures, he's got that, but his arm vultures touchdowns too. Yeah, he does. He does. He, he does a lot of goal line stuff and that works out really well for him. That's, that's some free points pretty much, uh, every single year. Um, th that's my only concern with him. I have him a little bit lower. Like, I don't know if the longevity is necessarily going to be there. I know you only look at, you know, three year windows or whatever. We've talked about that a lot on this show. Uh, before, but I, I have him uh, a little, quite a bit lower. And as I look at my list, I actually probably should flip flop him. So I'm actually going to, you, you've convinced me to raise him up a little bit here, Colin. So let's do this. There I have go. Dak Prescott at 14. There we and go. I have Jalen Hurts at 17. I'm going to flip them. There it is. I'm going to flip those two. Okay. So you convinced me on that one a little bit. A little okay. bit. I'll take it. Um, and you have Joe Burrow at four. Mm -hmm. so, so you, pretty, you have four quarterbacks to start off with, yeah pretty qb sense. pretty qb heavy um i have in my top 15 i have nine quarterbacks um and i think this there's a big reason for that and i think this year we really saw uh the difference between some of these top quarterbacks and some of the even some of the mid-tier guys you know Derek carr just got benched that was a guy that going into the year, you thought that was going to be fine as a QB too. Matt Ryan absolutely crumbled. Tom Brady has really struggled this year at times. Aaron Rodgers has struggled this year at times. Baker Mayfield was a guy that we thought maybe could be a QB too. He's fallen off the map. Like there's so many other quarterback twos this year that really have not panned out. Mac Jones, like not been good for fantasy purposes as a QB too. So having top tier quarterbacks, especially two of them, can be huge. So I, I'm putting, I put a lot of value on those. Um, so Joe Burrow, I do have a four. He's having a really nice year this year uh, as well. Still pretty young, tied to some very, very good playmakers in Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. Tyler Boyd, I think, is there for at least another two years based on his contract, um, I, I believe. It's at least another one or two years. So he's got some high-level playmakers there, and, and I think he's going to keep putting, putting up points for fantasy. So yeah, my top four are all QBs. I think it's fair. I have three and four. I have Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase, who I think are just, I mean, you slot them in for the next decade. And I know that mm -hmm. phrase gets thrown around a lot, but I mean, really, unless there's some sort of severe injury, which you just can't predict. Um, I mean, Justin he Jefferson is. might be the first player to have 2,000 yards receiving this year. Uh, Chase missed a couple games, and but has still been uh, very, very productive. Mm -hmm. Here as well, they're yeah. both tied to. Well, I mean, Burrow's better than than uh, um, Cousins. What's his name? Thank you, Kirk Cousins. But I mean, uh, Cousins is more than effective. Like he, yeah. he is good enough quarterback to get him the ball. Um, so I mean, I, I think both those guys are slam dunk for top five picks. Any way you look at it, 
you have them five and six. So, I mean, I'm not, yeah. that, we're not that far off on that. I, I just, you know, mm-hmm. I like, I, I feel safer building around wide receiver than running back. You'll notice, I mean, I have, I have two wide receivers before I have a single running back on here. And I think mm-hmm. that, and I have a lot more wide receivers than running backs. I just think if I'm building a roster, uh, I'll, I mean, I have a, I have a team like in our home Debbie league, Colin, and my running backs, now granted, like I barely missed the playoffs. My team was not good to start the year. But like my running back, I'm gonna win like our toilet bowl, which gets us an extra pick every year. And my running backs are like Dante Foreman and um like Justice Hill, like Justice Hill and a bunch of other guys, because I I Jonathan Taylor's out and Elijah Elijah Mitchell's out amongst others. Like you can piece together pretty decent running back production uh in, in your leagues and be okay about it. You probably wasn't even it probably didn't even cost that much to go get Josh Jacobs for a rental this year if you really wanted him or James Connor or someone down the stretch. So I, uh, oh, Leonard Fournette, like I, I, these are guys that you can kind of go get them for relatively cheap when the time comes. So I would rather build around wide receiver and then make that running back move later. I know that's not an unheard of, uh, take out there. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, and I have just, I have Justin Jefferson at five, Jamar Chase at six. You know, these guys are top tier wide receivers. I have zero qualms with having them at three and four where you have them. I'd put a little bit more value on the quarterback position over wide receiver, but, I, you know, that's splitting hairs. I mean, I think Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase are the new Antonio Brown and Julio Jones. Like, just guys that are going to put up every single week, put up huge numbers. And I think, you know, Jamar Chase is that Julio Jones where, you know, he can put up a 40-burger. He can also probably put up, you know, 10 points. You know, it, it can be up and down. And Justin Jefferson is just Mr. Consistent. He's going to log 8 for 80 and you know, maybe even more than that every week. So, you know, those guys lock them in, locked in production for the next decade, like you said. So I think that's, no again, no qualms putting them inside your top five. No, I have I have Herbert and Burrow next, and we don't really need to talk that much about about either of those guys. I mean, they, they are what they are at this point. I slightly prefer Herbert to Burrow is because, again, I think the physical gifts are a little higher and they're comparable enough as passers that I'll, I'll take a little more upside uh, there with Herbert. Um, I, dropped, here, he, I did drop okay. Herbert a little bit here. I yeah, have him so down at, have a, him at 11. At 11. Um, so he's the next quarterback I have on my list. And it's just, he hasn't been quite as good this year. He's been he's been solid still, like really, he's really solid, but just not overwhelmingly great. So, you know, I, I think that there's, Burrow has been better this year. I think they're comparable enough. And we've, you know, that, that Herbert's dip here in production. And I'm a little bit concerned about his his wide receivers moving forward. Keenan Allen is getting to the end of the age spectrum. I'm not convinced Mike Williams is a wide receiver. He's not going to be a guy that plays till 34. No, he's, he's okay, also, that's true. He's also not a wide receiver. Yes, he, he's like yeah. a, at best a 1B. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, so I'm a little more concerned about his weapons, which is why I have him down a little bit further. But he is my next quarterback. So here, here coming up, Colin, is the first place that I just think you're absolutely wrong on this list. Because I don't think there's an <laughs> argument really to make here. Seven and eight, we have the same two players, but we have them flipped. I have Bijan JT. You have JT Bijan. JT tied to an offense that is, I think it's new- fair to say, probably not on the rise. We don't know if he'll stay there beyond his current contract anyway. We don't know where he'll land. And he's a couple. The, the 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 running back clock is an accelerated one. We're talking about dog and cat years here for these guys. Why would I not just take the player that's probably a better prospect coming out that's multiple years younger and Bijan? I I I know we don't have a landing spot. I don't care. I don't think we need to know the landing spot here to feel really really good about him. I completely acknowledge that argument. Very valid argument here. But- the lack of <laughs> the the lack of landing spot we just don't know where he is where he's going to go where he's going to go in the draft like what that situation is going to look like for him we just don't know he's a better prospect there's just that unknown variable right now that keeps him just behind Jonathan Taylor for me you mentioned you know J- Jonathan Taylor being on the Colts offense we don't know what that's going to look like next year either that's going to be a new head coach going to be a whole new uh, system there they're going to bring in a new offensive coordinator and i'm hoping that they stop well that naheem hines isn't even on the roster anymore but i'm hoping that they stop splitting touches there and let jonathan taylor be 
Jonathan Taylor and be the bell cow and be the focal point of that offense because they do not have a quarterback. So I, it's a little bit of projection for what that offense could look like for Jonathan Taylor, which I realize it's kind of talking out of two sides of my mouth here, Yeah, but I think it's yeah. splitting hairs. So okay. um, I've seen it from Jonathan Taylor. I know what he is in the NFL. We have not seen it from Bijan yet, and we don't know where he's going to be. So that's just enough to keep Taylor ahead of him for me. But again, I acknowledge your arguments. Very valid. The next kind of tier of wide receivers are my next guys, Waddle, Lamb, and A.J. Brown. Uh, I think you can have those three in any order you prefer. I think A.J. Brown just the most the, the, the best receiver of that trio. Mm-hmm. I, I like him the most, but I have it Brown, Waddle, Lamb. I would not argue with you if you had it another way. They're all really good. I mean, and they're tied to quarterbacks that I think we like for all of them. Um, yeah, they've got for the most part other guys around them, so that you know, like they're they they, they can function within the offense, but aren't like the sole focal point. Like I, I think all those guys are very talented. Um, I think um, I, I want to have as many of those guys as possible. If I can stack two, three of some of these these young receivers, I'm feeling really good about a roster. Yeah, I have Brown and Lamb, and then. Uh, he Jalen Waddle is my next wide receiver, but I have a number of quarterbacks in between there um, and a couple of running backs as well. So I have Jalen Waddle at 20. My only concern with him is he's not even the wide receiver one on that team that has been Tyreek Hill this year. Now Jalen Waddle has been very good, but he has been a little bit more boomer bust. Um, so I, he is my next receiver on the list, but I have a couple other guys that I want to ahead of him. So I do have him down a little bit further. We don't need to touch on all these guys, Colin, but we do have this this range here. We basically have the same players, just maybe in slightly different order. We've got Lamar Jackson, Brees Hall, Trevor Lawrence, Saquon Barkley, Dak Prescott. They're kind of all in a row here uh, for both of us. Um, and it's really, I, I think, interchangeable. Yeah, I mean, I think these are all guys that – that still have some years left. Saquon's really the only one that maybe, you know, is kind of getting to the end of things. Um, but they're all guys, again, that you're probably taking the beginning of the second round of a startup. And um, like that, that's your second round pick. And you probably feel pretty good about it if you went AJ, you know, AJ Brown, Brees Hall, or, you know, Trevor Lawrence or AJ Brown or whatever, you know, you got a quarterback in there. I think you're feeling pretty good about that kind of a start in a draft. Yeah, I agree. I mean, my next guys are all quarterbacks here so after brown and lamb i have herbert lamar jackson dak prescott justin fields trevor lawrence kyler murray so again that just is kind of highlighting the importance that i place on having premium quarterbacks um i I generally like to get two of them if i can so i put a pretty high value on that so that's why i have all those guys there and then i think there's enough of a tear break after murray um and some unknowns about the next quarterbacks that that also pushed them up the board a little bit. But then I do have Brees Hall, Saquon Barkley in there as well. You mentioned Saquon Barkley being a little bit older. He's 24, I believe, 24, 25. Um, so, no, I, I don't even – yeah, I think he's 24. Um, but I, I think he's one of those guys that can play for a little while too. Um, you know, I, he's got some tread left on those tires there. And he's playing at a really high level here this year. And then right behind Barkley, I have CMC as a guy you have a little bit lower. Uh, again, a little running back is a little bit older. I think he's like 26. Um, but I, I think that he's in Shanahan's offense. We're really seeing him unlocked a little bit more. I worry a little bit about when some of those guys come back healthy, but I still think he's a top tier running back. And I try to go hero RB. Um so I want one of those top tier running backs, Taylor, Bijan, Brees, Barkley, CMC. I want one of those guys. And I think CMC can play for a little while too yet. Um, so I have CMC up there. I have CMC a little lower just because, yeah, I, I'm worried about, um, I, I have him at 32. I'm just a little worried about his longevity. Um, but um, let's hit on the first college guy that we both have in our rankings here. And I actually, we I, we actually have different first college guys, but it's mm-hmm. it's pretty close here. So um, just I, I also have Kyler Murray. I have 
I have Bryce Young, Justin Fields. I have them all kind mm-hmm. of together. Uh, I have T. Higgins in there. Um, where do you have? Oh, you have T. Higgins really low. You're that's bad. No, um, not really low. Thirty-four seems really low. You'd rather have Garrett Wilson than T. Higgins. Um, yeah, I mean, Garrett Wilson, they have to get the quarterback situation figured out, but Garrett Wilson's going to be the top tier option in that offense. And you'd rather have um, Amon Ross St. Brown than T Higgins. We did the, I mean, the, these are, these are not like things that we built out over weeks. So, right, right. We did this today over the show. Yeah. Um, those guys are all close. I mean, you're picking guys that I have ranked 31, 33 and 34. So they're all ranked really close. I mean, I, yeah, I think I would rather have Amon Ross St. Brown. He's a little bit more reliable, a little bit more consistent. Uh, and he's, at this point in time, the, the number one option in that offense, whereas T. Higgins is kind of, is functioning as the number two. It's still the number two in a really good offense. You know, it's kind of like the Chris Godwin, Mike Evans of a couple of years ago, where they're both, you know, very functional wide receivers, and they're both very good for fantasy. But um, I, I like guys who are going to be the wide receiver one on that team. So I have him a little bit lower. Fair enough. So so here's our first college guys. Colin has Caleb Williams at 22. Mm-hmm. I have Travion Henderson at 23. Those are our first college guys. You would think I would have Caleb Williams first, Colin, and here's why I don't. And this is, in general, a piece of advice that I I, I think is I, – I, I pretty staunchly live by this one. I'm not actively ever acquiring a Debbie quarterback, ever. Never, ever, ever. The amount of guys that we've thought of were going to be amazing and didn't work out is really high, and then vice versa happens uh, quite often as well. Um, I like if I like I'm not really taking these guys in startups, like especially in C2Cs, because the cost is just generally is fairly prohibitive. And now with B. John and some of these guys out, I mean, who else are you going to take at the 101? I mean. I think there's an argument to make it to take Caleb Williams there, but I think it's better. You just put a lot of bullets in the gun in rookie and or in supplemental drafts and, and you kind of hit these guys there. And if they work out great, if they don't, then you just move on. But I think putting a lot of eggs into a basket where these guys have a pretty good likelihood of not working out, just I don't love. So I have Caleb Williams, not that much lower. I have him at number 25. So a couple spots lower than you do Colin, but I, I do have Travion over him just because I, I, this year was a fluke for Travion. There was a lot of weird injuries. Like, I'm not that worried about it. Obviously, if it happens again, yeah, I'm concerned. Um, but I think enough of him from an athleticism and pass catching standpoint that I'm 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 cool with what he's got going on right now. Yeah, I mean, I have I have Travion a little bit lower, uh, actually a good bit lower. I have him at 36, uh, and it it kind of goes back to what you said there, where injuries this year. He got he was injured at the end of his freshman year as well. They're starting to pile up a little bit. I still think he's a very good prospect. He's still the the highest ranked running back on my board. And he is between Caleb Williams and Travion Henderson, between Caleb Williams at 22 and Travion Henderson at 36. I only have one other college player. Um, but Travion Henderson's my still my number one running back in college. Um, I am just electing for the security of some of these other nfl guys or or any you know rookies there's a there's a rookie and two three rookies in there as well um so they're not necessarily as secure as some of the other people but i still feel a little bit better about them as it stands right now than travion um and with caleb williams there's definitely some risk there we've seen it um you know two years ago when when you were taking uh dju spencer rattler um, Sam Howell, Matt Corral, those guys like in the first round, like none of those guys retained value. But I still maintain that if you want an elite quarterback, if you're in a startup, C2C startup, and you want an elite college quarterback that has high end Debbie potential, you kind of have to take that gamble. You're going to miss occasionally, but I don't think that Caleb Williams is going to be the miss. You know, because if a couple of years before that, if you had taken Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields, you're very happy with that now. So there's definitely some good. There's definitely some bad in there. Um, if it's a if it's an elite level prospect that you feel good about, I think you got to pull the trigger early. So I'm OK putting t- Caleb Williams that high. I believe in his NFL potential and he's going to tear it up again for college next year. Fair enough. Um 
Marvin Harrison, I mean, yeah, we we both like him. We both had him in a similar range, and he's the other uh, uh, kind of you know top presumptive college wide receiver at the moment. Um, the, fr- the the rookie running backs, I think it's an interesting discussion to see where we have those guys ranked. I have uh, Gibbs and Evans twenty uh, seventh and 29th, respectively. You have Gibbs twenty eighth, you have Evans thirty seventh, and you don't have another. Uh, incoming rookie running back in that frame. No Sean Tucker. No Sean Tucker. No, I'm surprised. No, so, shocker. I know. Shocking. I know. Um, <laughs> so I, I mean, I we're we're not that far off on those. I do have Nicholas Singleton in that range as well. I have him at 28. You have Nicholas Singleton at 44. You have him very mm-hmm. low, and I I'm assuming this has to do with your longstanding, not incorrect take, at least not at this stage. The Catron Allen is a thorn in our sides with Singleton over the next couple of years. Yeah, it does. Um, I, I mean, he, you mentioned that I have um, Gibbs and then there's a gap NFL players, Travion, Zach Evans, and then gap of mostly NFL guys. And then the next running back I have is Nicholas Singleton. So in terms of college running backs, Nick Singleton would be my RB two right now behind Travion. But one, I value the security of some of those NFL guys a little bit higher. And another thing that pushes him down a little bit is that lack of production that I think we're going to see on the college side. I mean, he still put up, was it like 900 yards rushing, 800, 900 yards rushing this year um, in splitting carries with the Catron Allen. You know, they both put up that those numbers. So they can both put up good numbers in that offense and they can both have some good weeks. He just isn't going to be that high-end Week winning college side running back for you, which pushes him down a little bit in this type of a list for me. Again, he's my RB2 in college, but the production will bump him down. Um, some other players that we have in the late 20s, early 30s, column between the two of us, we both have uh, CJ Stroud in there. Mm-hmm. Um, who, well, actually, I have CJ Stroud a lot lower, so I, I lied actually. You have CJ Stroud in there. Um, uh, 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 da, 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 da. The, the tight ends are in this range. George Kittle. Um, uh, where, where's I have Pitts? four tight ends in that range. I have yeah, Kelsey I see Andrew. Oh, I so I I Andrews forgot Mark Andrews in my rankings. I just realized this is <laughs> so. Okay. My bad. My bad. I only have three tight ends in my. Um, yeah, I have I have Kelsey twenty four, Andrews twenty six, Pitts twenty seven, Kittle thirty, and that just kind of goes back to another philosophy of mine of where. I want an elite tight end, especially in tight end premium, because Travis Kelsey this year in tight end premium leagues is the wide receiver too. Like he, he would be ranked as the wide receiver too in, in points per game. He's like just behind Justin Jefferson. So, I, I mean, he's having a phenomenal year this year. And I expect that to continue for another, you know, two to three years. So of high end production like that. So I put a lot of value on that. Mark Andrews, you know, uh, had a nice year to start the year, took a little bit of a step back here lately uh, as that whole Baltimore offense kind of did. But so, so I put him up there, Kyle Pitts injured. Hopefully they get better quarterback play coming up. And then George Kittle a um, little bit more boomer bust, but all four of those guys can be weak winners for you at the position. Like they just give you a huge positional advantage. So I have all four of those tight ends ranked pretty highly. Yeah, I think they they all go in there. I have I have Kelsey ranked slightly lower, and this is one of those where I would still probably be actively acquiring Kelsey if people are selling him. But I just have a hard time ranking him over some of these guys. But I still love Kelsey. Um, I my wife's also named Kelsey, so I do. So love, you can say that. Yes, yes. I've had multiple fantasy team names based around the you know word play. <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> Um, so, um, and that's like one of the few NFL players she knows that like isn't on the Steelers. So, um, we talk about that often. Other guys in that range, Tyreek Hill, I, I, I said, I have CMC a little lower than you. Uh, Devonte Adams is an interesting one. Cause I've said he, he's going to age really, really well. I just can't in good conscience, put him above some of these young wide receivers mm-hmm. that might be able to do it for a really long time at a really high level. And we don't know what his quarterback's going to look like next year. You know, Derek Carr. We didn't talk about this. Bye bye. He's not even on. Like they're they send him home, which is like so embarrassing. Yeah, I, I don't know whose choice that was. I I don't know whose choice that was. But 
uh, weird for all parties involved. So I don't know what Devontae Adams, who went there to be with his college quarterback, is going to look yeah, like. And signed forward. a huge contract. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're not getting out of that. <laughs> wow. The, the irony in the whole thing is that he left Green Bay because he didn't know how much longer <laughs> Aaron Rodgers yeah. is going to be on the Packers. So just, like, the, the, the comedy writes itself here, folks. Yeah. Like, we don't. We don't yeah, I, I have Adams at, at 43. Um, yeah. And for that reason, I think he's still yeah. very talented. I think he's going to age well. I agree with you, but I have no idea what that quarterback situation is going to look like. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's totally fair. Um, again, you know, we, I think we're in the same ballpark. As long as you got some of these guys, you know, within 10, 15 of each other, you're probably thinking uh, pretty similarly on them. Some other young receivers. I mean, which of the rookie wide receivers do you have in here, Colin? I, and where do you have them ranked? Like the rookies from this year, like the, mm, the London Burks Wilson class. Yeah. Oh, oh the from 2022 the class. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I have Garrett Wilson the highest at 31. Then I have Alave 39. And then I just have a huge cluster of them. I have Trelon mm-hmm. Burks at 47, Drake London at 48. Um, I have George Pickens at 54. Again, he was kind of in that group. That's not really an accurate 54. He was just kind of the guy I put at the bottom of the list, looking, seeing where I could slot him in at. Um, and so I do have him a little bit. He is in consideration. Um, Ooh, so in consideration. Would, I'm sure that'll help yeah. him sleep at night. Yeah. So it's Wilson, Alave, Burks, London, and Pickens all right in that group. I of uh, of my guys of those. I mean, of those that class that I have in here. Uh, so I did not include Pickens, although I think again he's one of the uh, kind of guys outside looking in. Garrett Wilson at 18 is my top ranked one right now. Then I have Traylon Burks at 35. I have Drake London at 44. And that's it. Oh, and I have Olave somewhere here too. Olave 24. Where's he hiding? Oh, 24. Sorry. So, yeah. So, I went Garrett Wilson 18, Olave 24. Uh, uh, Burks 35. Uh, London 44. Yeah, that's what I have. So, and another, I have mine like all pretty close, like order wise, but they're just kind of shifted down a little bit. And again, that kind of goes back to um, a philosophical thing for me is I have some older guys ranked up there ahead of them. Um, Stephon Diggs, Tyreek Hill ranked up ahead of them um, because I'm not as worried about aging out on the NFL side um, when in a C2C league because I can control the flow in of, of the players that I'm going to be having coming in. As long as I can hit on the college side, I can keep that pipeline strong every single year. So I'm not as worried about that. So I will have some of those high-end guys like Hill and Diggs uh, up a little bit higher. Fair and enough. then I have tight ends up there too. Some other college guys that we both have in here, Colin. We both have Quinshawn Judkins. Uh, you have him 45th. I have him 38th. Uh, I have, we both have Raheem Sanders. I have him 43rd. You have him 46th. Uh, we both have Mecca Egbuka at 49, which is interesting. You copycat. I know mine were in there first. I just copied uh, we, over. We both have Luther Burden. I have him 46th. Then you have him 50th. So, you know, low, lower bottom of the list here. Uh, and then we both have a pretty big discrepancy in Drake May. I think it just comes mm-hmm. down to what we were talking about earlier. I have Drake May 50th. He's the last guy on my list. And you have him a much higher than that. Where oh, no, you did not you that him? high. Um, I did move him down as we were talking, but I moved him down since I put the list in there originally. Okay. He's a yeah, 42 for me. I thought you had him higher earlier. Yes. Mm-hmm. You have Drake May 42 and I have him 50. And I think again, it just goes back to I'm not aggressively ranking college quarterbacks. I would rather I would honestly, if I had Drake May, rather trade him up for an NFL quarterback. Yeah. I mm-hmm. think you can do that every year. Mm-hmm. And like I last year before, like I traded Sam Howe for Kirk Cousins. There were a couple other like add-ins on either side in the league, but I did that in Debbie League. And I would try to do that kind of like if, if people think that 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 you know the 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 Herbert owner has a terrible team and you can get Drake May and like one or two other pieces and get Herbert, like I'd rather just level up and take the Herbert today. Than worth than think that maybe Drake May is Herbert tomorrow, you know. Mm-hmm. So I like I, I just don't like aggressively acquiring these guys. I'm actually more likely to flip this the other way around if I can and get the proven NFL quarterback. Um, the, just, you know, the, the, the value is so good. I mean, you heard we our top 12s were like three quarters quarterbacks. Yeah. 
you see that's interesting because you're kind of an opposite philosophy on other positions where you mm-hmm. would rather kick it down the kick the can down the road a year or two whereas quarterbacks you want to move you want to accelerate your timeline a little bit exactly exactly because they, they last forever i mean i'm not actively acquiring tom brady right but yeah i'm actively acquiring like any other quarterback that i think has at least three to five more years which is like you know a lot 60 percent of the starting pool like of guys that we actually you know think are competent so yeah i just think that's the way to do it there's just not so many of those guys coming through the pipeline every year yeah um and i have uh Ekbuka and burden at 49 and 50. the only separator there for me really is Ekbuka will be i know what Ekbuka is going to do next year for college fantasy and it's going to be very good burden is a little bit more of a projection on that side of things but i think they're both very good wide receivers I think burden might even burden has probably a higher ceiling but they're close enough that that production from Egbuka puts him over the top one more spot yeah so i actually think Egbuka might be the better player right now mm-hmm. but i actually had a really interesting conversation i don't know if i've ever actually talked about this on any of our shows um so i'm going to do that here Ooh, tonight i had nugget. a really interesting conversation i believe two years ago with kyle francis who a uh, friend of the the shows here um, we have a good relationship with him he was one of the founders at Devi watch he retired from fantasy football content a year ago he still posts you know like some random like betting stuff um, but it's not like you know contributing to Devi watch and writing all these articles but he was in my opinion if not the sharpest person in the industry on the college side of things top three three for sure i mean the guy he was at very, franchise very kf on twitter yes and we were talking one time about I, I don't even remember what the players were but he had said something about preferring a player that i think we both thought was actually worse and i said well, why do you have him ranked above this other guy and he said because i think there is there is value and he he confessed he was like i don't know exactly you know how to quantify it but he says he thinks there's value and being the top guy to position in your particular draft class. Mm. I thought that was really weird when he said it, but I've thought about it a lot over the last couple of years. I actually think I agree with him to a certain extent. It's almost, uh, I mean, it's not like, you know, a player that's way worse than, than another, I'm going to rank above him. But if it's even moderately close, I think having the guy in, 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 you know, the top wide receiver in 2025, as opposed to wide receiver three in 2024, just sounds better and i think you know especially in dynasty leagues there's certainly some selling point there um uh, when you're talking about those kinds of things so long story short i think burden might i actually think i have them like seventh and eighth in my like regular c2c rankings but i think you know burden right now is the top wide receiver in the class for me Ekbuka is decidedly not so i will put burden a couple spots ahead of him just because i think the value of having the best player at a position in his class is worth some sort of unquantifiable value that's really interesting. I, I like that take. I definitely understand where that's coming from. Um, I have Igbuka as the number two wide receiver in that class. Uh, I have him ahead of Xavier Worthy. Um, just so it's very, it's you're kind of splitting hairs there. But so the difference between one and two isn't huge for me. But I follow that logic, and I definitely think there's some truth to that. Um noticeably absent from our list by the way since we just talked about some of the college guys we have on here and you just mentioned there's no xavier worthy on either of our mm-hmm. lists uh through the top 50 there's no quinn Ewers from either of us um, i have him in in consideration yeah i see you down there um and he probably would have been in in my next block there as well i don't i can't think of any i mean no braylon allen um, No evan stewart no evan stewart evan stewart was one that i did think long mm-hmm. and hard about but I, i'm just looking at this list i mean some of the guys at the bottom of my list that he would have contended with um, like my, my bottom 10, Stephon Diggs, Amon Ross St. Brown, Raheem Sanders, Drake London, CJ Stroud, Luther Burden, Devonta Smith, Kenneth Walker, Egmeka Buka, Drake May. I don't know if I would take him over into those guys. Walker would probably be the one that I would be most inclined to swap him out with. Um, Cause I do like him, but I mean, I think then you get into the other, like I actually have Antonio Williams ranked higher than him. Do I put Antonio mm-hmm. Williams in there? I don't think I could stomach that from a value perspective so um so but i mean i I think he's definitely close no jordan addison actually originally had him in mind 
uh, and took him out kind of last second. And same for uh, Quentin Johnston. Like these, these were not these. Fifty comes very quickly. It does when you're doing these. You can think of some of the the names that we don't have in here. I mentioned I don't have George Pickens. I don't have like Chris Godwin, who I love. I probably my most rostered player across all my leagues. No Deontay Johnson. No, um, like Najee Harris isn't in here. I mean, there, there's a lot of guys uh, absent. Actually, Austin Eckler. Yeah, Derrick Henry, Cook, Dalvin Cook, Joe Mixon—like none of those guys are in here. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's it's definitely hard to to start narrowing some of these things down. It is, yeah. Quentin Johnson, Jordan Addison were my next two on my in considerations list. So I, I do have fifty-five on here, and those in consideration guys: Quentin Johnson, Jordan Addison, Quinn Ewers, George Pickens, Devonta Smith. So all guys very close there. Um, but I did have one question for you here now obviously we don't have any incoming freshmen uh, like you can't really yeah. justifiably rank them that high here but i know you are very high on malachi nelson um how close is he to being in consideration for this i know this is kind of off the top of the uh, off the top of your head here but maybe like 80th okay maybe even lower than that it's like a, it's just so hard like i don't even want to rank drake may high and I've never seen Malachi Nelson play. Now, obviously, you have the baked-in, like, Lincoln-Riley quarterback. The only guy that's been a bum that's played for him has been Spencer Rattler. Like, every other quarterback that he's had has And been, he still put up numbers in yeah. one year and was a first-round C2C startup. Yeah, I maintained value for two and a half years. Like, there's there's a lot of value in that. Um, but yeah, I, I wouldn't have him above like 80th, 85th, just as like a you know quick kind of trying to pencil this together mm-hmm. uh, in my mind as we're talking live. And with that, there, there wouldn't freshman. There, like, yeah, there wouldn't there wouldn't right. be a freshman that could make this list. I think it would almost be right. it would be virtually impossible for a, a mm-hmm. freshman to make this list. I think it would be a kind of egregious, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, um, just way too much risk. I mean, just think about what you would trade for the 101 in your supplemental draft this year, Colin. What's the best player you would trade for your supplemental 101? I mean, because you're looking at this list, like, would you trade Drake May for that pick? No, No. you wouldn't. Would you trade Emeka Buko for that pick? No, you wouldn't. Would you trade Kenneth Walker for like? So, like, this is like the fact, like, so there's there's your barometer, guys. Like, you 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 shouldn't be making that as kind of a a deal if if you're considering that this offseason. Not for Arch Manning either. I know that's not for Nico. Not for any of these guys. Like, the value does not add up there yeah uh, and then zachariah branch too um would he be higher or lower than malachi for you on this list lower lower, lower. he would um the thing about zachariah branch well he's not my top wide receiver in the class but i think even if oh right you're a cook off, guy john say cook i have cook and lemon above him but even if oh. i um well even if he was like he's an undersized wide receiver like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna make you that bet off a guy that's never touched a college football field it's like Five eight one eighty, like that's just not really a winning bet in my eyes today. Um, so, um, yeah, from a value perspective, okay. no, I would not put him there. I'm assuming you feel the same way about any of the incoming yeah. freshmen. I think Bijan probably would have cracked the top fifty by like week eight of his <laughs> freshman year. Um, and I did famously say that he was probably the best running back in college before he even played a snap. But even then, I wouldn't have probably put him in my that was a little bit that, fifty. That was uh that was back before we got lukewarm Austin. That was that was one of your hotter takes. Was that even a hot take? It was right. Just because it's right doesn't mean it's not hot at the time. I don't know. I don't know. Do you have any other guys that you want to highlight here that were in your top 50? I I, um, no. I, I mean, I don't think so. I, it's pretty crazy that Amon Ross St. Brown has uh, come so far over the last couple mm-hmm. of years that we both have him. I have him 42 and you have him 33. He was my pick to be the next Justin Jefferson. I meant it slightly differently, but uh, I didn't mean that he was going to have like Justin Jefferson's rookie breaking numbers, but I thought he was going to have a really nice year. And I really liked him in that landing spot. But yeah, no, it is, it is kind of crazy to see him, how far he has come. And I think it'll actually get better for him having Jamison Williams healthy because Jamison Williams will be able to take a lot of attention off of him because you have to respect Jamison Williams over the top and you have to keep an eye on him with a safety. Notice that neither of us had Jamison Williams in our top 50, by the way. Correct. Um, and he'd probably be in the next 25 or so, but yes. not quite in that range today. And we do have some incoming freshman wide receivers, which you didn't really mm-hmm. highlight, but I had mm-hmm. JSN. I had Boutte in there. I mm-hmm. do. Same. I do. I know I went on Debbie debate last night and said he's probably an idiot, 
but um i mean from a i i think he's gonna be a good player so idiots have been successful wide receivers in the past um yeah i have Boutte at 40 and jsn at 41 i still have i still think Boutte is the most talented wide receiver in this class yeah not gonna not gonna find too much argument there from me um all right so that's gonna do it for tonight here guys um We'll post this list in our Discord. How's that sound mm-hmm. for anybody that wants to look at the full 50 side by side and compare and contrast and, and get more of a, a visualization? We're going to do that. So you have to be a member at C2C to hop in there. If you are a member and you're not in there, go ahead over to campus2canton.com, click on my membership, and there should be a link in there. If you can't find it, we will certainly be happy to direct you. Have you to scroll down slightly. So there you go. Colin is the uh, customer support mm-hmm. guru, so he uh, yes. he probably in his wakes up in a cold sweat sometimes, and yeah, he's yeah. had a dream about directing someone to that link and they can't find it. Yep, yeah, DM me. It's a it's it's a green button um, initially, and then once you click it, then it turns red uh, because it'll say to disconnect from the Discord. Um, but yes, if you have any trouble with it, DM me directly at C two C Decker. Hit me up. Um, you know, you can hit the it's in the main account as well. And I can answer that one. Um, but always happy to answer questions. Yeah. So that's going to do it for tonight's show, guys. Happy New Year to everybody. We will be back with our normal slate of shows uh, next week. We had mostly a normal slate this week. I mm-hmm. think we did a pretty good job over the holidays here. Um, not uh, back padding is over officially. Okay. <laughs> that was the last, the last thing. Um, everybody be safe here on New Year's. Uh, we look forward to 2023 with you guys. Bigger, better 2023 than 2022. Until next time, guys, I am Austin. And this is Colin. And have a good one.